Hey folks, Josh here. This fall at Gen Con, the largest tabletop gaming convention in the world, our show will be hosting its very first live recording session, taking place August 2nd at 8 p.m. in the Crown Plaza Hotel in Indianapolis. This show will include a one-time recording of a What's in the Rift one-shot, as well as a prize drawing amongst ticketed guests where we'll be handing out exclusive What's in the Rift Gen Con 2024 custom t-shirts, as well as a Cortex Prime RPG handbook signed by the system's creator, Cam Banks. Tickets are $6 and available via Gen Con's events page. You can find more information and a link to the sales portal at rift.show forward slash live. We can't wait to see you there. Rusty Quill presents. Hey folks, Josh here. This week, before we get started, we're going to check in with our friends at Game Master Monday. Grant and Jenny have built a very fun show that focuses on exploring novel game systems in small digestible arcs with an ever-shifting cast. Although, I think what I enjoy most about Game Master Monday is the community that they've built up around their show, which is incredibly supportive and inclusive. I encourage you to give them a shot if you're looking for a new show, and without further ado, here is Game Master Monday. At last, I have reached the tallest peak in all the world, where the wisest person lives. Finally, I'll get the answers I seek. Welcome. I am the wisest person in the world. Ask me your question. What is my purpose in life? What should I be doing to achieve pure happiness? You must stream Game Master Monday. Come again. Game Master Monday, the bi-weekly podcast that plays a new one-shot in a new system in a new setting with a new cast every episode. Listening to their funny jokes and wild stories is the only path to happiness, my child. Sick. I'm going to go home and binge the whole thing right now. What a nice kid. Oh dear, he fell off the mountain. Now they'll never know how good Game Master Monday is. That was Game Master Monday, and now the first episode of Chapter 2 of What's in the Rift. For the best listening experience, we recommend headphones. Previously on What's in the Rift. How do we stop it? If you want to stop it, you're going to have to undo what was done. And I'd never met Alana, but I had gotten a letter from her. And I thought I was destined to be there, but maybe you needed my help more? What did the letter say? To dearest Bruce, on occasion of your first interlace, once upon a time, in a land far from here, full of curious discoveries, there lived a kind-hearted wizard named Sunjia. She wanted to study brave men and women who had a disease that made them forget things. She received news of a man who had come down with the same strange forgetting disease she was researching. This man's name was Lai Bojing. Think this is like when we were at the apartment again. I'm here, but not here. I see some graffiti diverge, converge apart. Oh, Tosca. You're right. Look, it is the other part of the thing you're talking about. Sands diverge, stars converge. Yeah, we drift apart. Apart, 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 apart. apart.
I would feel bad tricking somebody into doing it again. So would anyone want to um, volunteer? I'll do it. You'll let me shoot you with the hammer. Oh, sure, why not? I'll try anything once. And I'm going to put it at the base of the skull. Court. Corey is going to put the the hammer at the base of Tosca's skull and count down from three to one. Three. Don't build it up. To, okay. And Court just pulls. You go to dial your phone, but what happens next causes you to forget that very quickly. It sounds like there is something breaking outside the car. You can see people lined up, looking off into the distance, people that appear to be hollowed out, people that seem to have no sense of being people anymore. The feeling of seeing these people not being people is the most disconcerting thing that you've ever encountered. What's in the Rift is intended for mature audiences. This show includes death, drug use, criminal activity, and a consistent undercurrent of existential dread. Any children discovered listening to this show will get the hammer. For the first time since this night began, all of you have done something that you originally intended to do, which is meet up. Looking around, the buildings seem unfamiliar. They follow a boxy, utilitarian architecture that's almost brutish. Something that looks as if it was designed solely for efficiency and nothing else. Around the edge of this canal, you can see groups of people congregated on the other side of the black wrought iron fence. However, despite the fire, despite the wrecked vehicle, despite the dead man laying at the bottom of the canal, nobody seems to be calling for emergency services or making any type of move at all to come help either. Court, Tosca, Jenny... And Gypsum, you're still in the same car that you were in when the first breaking of the world took place. However, that car is now at the bottom of this dry canal. Standing not but ten yards in front of you are three people and a dog. One is propped up. She appears to be coughing, perhaps crying. And on closer inspection, you see a fourth person there, but they seem to not be moving much at all. Blanche and Jackie, you just watched your charge, Herman, die. And in the effort to try and save him, you were headed to a hospital and ended up driving the car into the very same dry canal bed that you're in now. Jackie, as your gaze 
slides off of Herman, out of the corner of your eye, you catch the sight of headlights. There appears to be another car down at the bottom of this canal that was not there just a few minutes ago. headlights to you guys? Like another vehicle down here? Looks like someone had the same idea as you. I see it wasn't so crazy after all, was it? I mean, um, they're not on fire, but... Yeah. Yeah. From inside the car, Jenny, you can see these three people spin around and the dog accompanying them raises up and circles around that group, inserting himself in between you and them. Are, are you guys okay? What what happens here? We're more okay than he is over there. And I motion to Herman. But thanks to Bruce here, we're all right. Would you guys mind helping us? Our friend is, he has a concussion and we need to get him somewhere. But this place doesn't look normal. That's an understatement. It's okay. I don't. I don't mean to harm your your owners. I just want to help. Ace heal. He's obviously on edge. The night has been as weird for him as it has been for the rest of you. I. My name's Jenny. And I was supposed to meet some people from this thing called The Rift. No shit. Please, God, tell me that you're the people because because I can't. <laughs> Have you seen Court? Yes. And I, I point back to Court. Court, you turn around from staring at Tosca and his coming to in the back seat and... You look in the distance and you see a figure in a navy blazer and some kind of ridiculous print on a tie. And that's all you really need to register before you immediately recognize this man as Bruce. <gasps> Tosca, I need you to be not dead for a little while. I gotta go say hi to a friend. I will be right back. I'm not dead. My fucking head hurts. Oh, good. All right. Then I'll return. All right. Bruce, are you okay with hugs? <laughs> are you, my friend? Most definitely. I'm good. I cannot believe that I found you. I am so happy. I thought you went pop when uh, when Jason shot you. I, I popped a bunch of times, actually. I, I saw Alana. Oh, <gasps> you did? From the note. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'm so but happy. But she didn't know me at all, and her friend popped me here. And oh. as you can tell, I'm a little more charred. That before, is that because of the whole popping thing, or and then Court slowly turns her head towards the burning car? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just as a quick aside here, due to the arc of your story and how well both of you have played this, uh, both Court and Bruce will gain an advancement in their relationship from a D six oh, to a D eight. Sweet, I love that for us. I do sweet. Dude, I'm saving lives over here, and y'all get the advancement? Rude. It's all about friendship. I saved your life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all right. I'll give you that. <laughs> Wait, so, Court, is this the person mm-hmm. you were talking about earlier? What are you talking about? A note. Uh, wait, 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 hold on. We should go We should go get Tosca. I run back over to the car. Tosca, how do you look? Like shit. 
Well, yes, but besides that, <laughs> I'm I'm laying over Gypsum's shoulder. Like decent shit or like real bad shit. Like I've just stepped out of space and time and then back into it. That's the kind of shit. Okay, so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Tosca, I think I think we found the rest of our group. That's fucking great. Come here. You're gonna you're gonna want to hear this. And I'm gonna offer you my shoulder to help guide you back to. And I'm gonna stumble along beside. Gypsum can come too, I guess, if he wants. Gypsum does trail behind. You all make your way back to the burning wreckage. And the warmth of it adds to an already warm Unseasonally. night. <laughs> Unseasonally. <laughs> warm. You all approach. You stand within the warmth of this burning vehicle. You look around, and it really does register that you are in no place that you recognize. You still have groups of people that are staring blankly down at you as you all catch up. Court? Uh, is Jason still with you? Oh, no, no. Um, so I had problems with him exploding you, so he exploded me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you go to, like, that weird gelato-feeling place? Like, it's, like, cold but soft and, like, nothing? Oh, something similar. I was in a car and got threatened to be bludgeoned to death. Does that count? I felt something like that. Okay. Do you think these folks up here are with Jason? No, I don't think they have, like, the awesome attire and the chanting stuff oh, yeah. happening. Oh. Don't make me remember those sandals, please. You look good in them. I'm just saying. With my toes bare. I mean, they could have used some accessories or, like, maybe a little bit of paint, but honestly, they weren't bad. Thanks, Court. Yeah, we gotta get Bruce a wiki feed account. Gross. Stop it. <laughs> Only Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> this is Pelagus. Tosca. I'm not Palakis, but yes, my name is Tosca. Aren't you Palakis? I Wait, am, but I'm not. You have a hammer? I do have a hammer, Bruce. Oh, really? Yes, I do have the hammer. It's not fun, and I... Uh, wait, is that Herman? Wait, are you the guy? I fucking shot that guy with the hammer. This is the guy? Is and the then you let someone use that on you? To be fair, we tested it on me first. Oh, that seems like even a better idea. Yes. I told them <laughs> it was a bad idea. Dude, okay, this guy is dead from it. And... But wait a minute. They tested it on you first and you're fine? Oh, yeah. No, I feel great. My teeth rattled a little bit. He looks like shit. That's <laughs> yeah. a good point. Yeah, I feel like shit. I mean, no offense. I, I know we just like met and all, but you look well like shit and you look fantastic so oh thank you court always looks fantastic you look burned i mean i'm a little toasted but <laughs> you know you guys are sitting at the bottom of this canal bantering back and forth catching up when a sound starts to rise in the distance it is a steady thrum thrums have been bad news so far, but this thrum is different. This is a thrum that a lot of you recognize almost immediately because what you're hearing are helicopter blades. Oh, shit. And they sound like they are getting closer. What the fuck is that? Sounds like a helicopter. Yeah, but a why helicopter? should we try to flag? Oh, I mean, we do have a burning car. It's probably coming because coming of the... Here? Oh, it's probably the news. We should get out of here. We should we definitely leave. get out of here. Like a newspaper? Wait, why should we leave? No, like a, like the news <laughs> like, media. 
Like, like on the TV. They're, they're going to take we, video. We, we got. Let's, we have let's a go. hardcore robber with us and a dead body. We should probably get away from anybody oh, approaching us in flying vehicles. I'm going to start assisting Tosca back to the car. <laughs> okay. What about Herman? What about Herman? Do we leave Herman? We just leave the dead guy next to the burning You're car. Concerned now. We can put him back I mean, in the burning car. He's dead. Oh, don't make me do that. That might be better. Okay. I don't know, but I just I don't, know we need to get out of here. I don't want to be on the news. It's not my problem. I just shot him with a hammer one time or maybe twice. That's it. I've got no guilt here, so whatever. Jenny gives you a look. <laughs> <laughs> Can we all fit in the car? Can we all fit in the car? We're going to have to. Let's go. No, 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 no. A car is big and conspicuous, especially at the bottom of a canal. You know, it's like, Tosca, I expect the better from you, but I'm going to chalk this up to you being, uh, you know, uh, all Concussed, fucked up motherfucker. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. No excuses, excuses. <laughs> always, always with this one. Now, we, we got to we gotta go on foot. There's no, a car, they'll see. We can split up when we're on foot. It's, it's Do better. You mean go you, on crate? Well, you <laughs> smart ass. This, I, I'll run you any day on this crate. Jenny definitely <laughs> giggles at that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, if you want to get in the car and get caught by whatever the fuck that is, be my guest. But I am right, Lead the here. way. Lead the way, Gypsum. Everybody follow Gypsum. Gypsum begins scrambling up the side of this embankment, and he's almost monkey-like in the way that he approaches this, this wall that's at a very steep grade. His hand lashes onto every small crevice in the cement, and he darts up this thing in no time flat. All right, well, hurry up if you want to make all of this together, but remember, safety is important. Is he a rock climber? I, I don't think I've I can do that. I've never seen him do anything like that before in my life. It's it's amazing. Great skills plus one, for sure. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's a lot easier to climb when you're missing 30 pounds of leg. <laughs> that was fair. <laughs> Why would your leg weigh right. 30 pounds? I feel like that's an average leg weight. I mean, but he's just he's just cut off at the knee, right? The like, sound of helicopter blades <laughs> yeah. is getting closer. Okay, let's, we'll discuss yeah, this let's later. go. <laughs> I need I need help. Yeah, I need help going up for sure. Oh, I can help. Yeah, I'm gonna help Tosca. Thank you, Jenny. If you want to just try to scale this like Gypsum did, you're more than welcome to. That may be a bit more difficult for those of you that are not some kind of weird robbing ninja, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Weird robbing ninja, you say? <laughs> Shinobi. Court might be able to do it, for sure. I probably am not doing that, huh? How big are the, like, how tall is this wall? It's about eight and a half, nine feet from the edge of the canal bed to the lowest level of embankment. Is there anything at the top? Uh, no, it's, it's just a low, <laughs> yeah, it's a low fence and then the street okay. on the other side. And the canal just continues, like there's no like easier way? As or- far as you can see, there's a bridge about maybe 300, 400 yards down. There has to be some way to traverse it. And you would also assume that there's probably some type of, like, service entry point if you were to look long enough. Mm-hmm. 
Can Court go check the uh, the car for a set of jumper cables? Absolutely, Court. That is a very good idea. You know what? I will simply roll a D2. I'll roll a D2. I'll flip a coin. Let's see if there are jumper cables in your car. There are. So Court's going to return to the group holding the clasp of these jumper cables and, like, clicking them. All right, who's first? Uh, <laughs> uh, first for what? Listen, you all can waste time with jokes, but I don't think that helicopter is coming to take us to Jeju Island like in Soapstone's Korean shows. Throw the damn cables up here already. All right, in that case, uh, to prepare yourself. I'm going to throw one end now. And Court is going to chuck one end of the jumper cables up to Gypsum. All right, Gypsum's going to attempt to catch this. Why don't you roll me 2d6, Court? Okay. I got a six and a five. I thought for sure that he was definitely going to catch it. (laughs) But no, you throw it up and gypsum six and four means that he misses it. You throw it perfectly well, but you were rolling the test for this and gypsum fails to catch it. It clatters down and slides back down the embankment. Who's useless now, gypsum? (laughs) The helicopter is getting much closer. You think that if you don't get this figured out in the next five to ten minutes, it will be too late for you to get out of here unnoticed. I'm No, try me again. I'm sure I can do it. I I, I, I got it. Okay, I believe in you, Gypsum. One more time. Okay. Gypsum goes to grab it, and as it arcs up, one of his milk crate zip ties separates, and he stumbles and falls to the side. Oh, shit! Listen... You're going to have to find some other way to do this. I'm, I'm out. I'm, 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 oh, I don't know. Them. Oh, shit. <laughs> here, give it here. And I'm going to just tie it around my waist, and I'm going to try and climb the wall. You do not have an athlete specialty, do you? No, I do not. Okay. But no one else is making a move, so... Okay. This is going to be a D10 challenge. Okay. Um. Let's see. Rolling on the Wheel of Life, because fucking YOLO at this point... I will use my relationship with... I mean, they're all a D6, so it doesn't matter. One, one of these yahoos. I'll give you advice on climbing. Pragmatism? And I believe that's it, right? Just the three? Oh, let's see. I will... Mm, uh, I would like to use Enforcer because I am quite literally getting down and dirty, climbing up this wall. I rolled like absolute garbage, so you have to beat a four. Uh, five, six, four, and a one. Oh, no. Uh, but that will be 11. This is going to be a tough climb for you. Given the nature of this test, I do think that it warrants a complication. You do manage to make it up this wall, though, with the jumper cable tied around your waist. In the process, your previously damaged finger... Oh, I forgot about that. ...when you prevented Glenda <laughs> from smashing her head into the wall gets agitated... And it flares up again. So whereas you felt that the break was largely taken care of, it now has become an issue again, and you have a D6 complication of re-injured finger. Ouchie. But you are at the top of the embankment, and you do have the jumper cable tied about your waist. Awesome. Fuck, oh, God damn my finger. Okay, you guys should be able to climb up. Here, Gypsum, hold my arm. And I'm going to make sure the cable is, is tied really tight around my waist and I'm going to actually hold it like against my belly and then I'm going to like hold out my elbow for Gypsum to like give me extra weight. I know he kind of fell over so I'm going to go ahead. Try climbing up. 
and I brace myself. One by one, you all manage to get yourself up the side of this canal wall. Gypsum is still toppled on his side, and as you crest the edge of the embankment, Tosca, he looks over at you pleadingly and he says, Buddy, you're not going to leave me, right? God damn it, we can't leave Gypsum. Can we fix your crate somehow? If you got something that'll hold it real secure, I ain't exactly gentle on these things, as evidenced. I have a lot of scarves. Can we tie it with the jumper cable? Ooh, a Can we drag Gypsum with the jumper cable? Here's the thing. You're sitting here, and Gypsum is pleading with you, and the beat of the blades of those helicopters is loud enough that you can hear it echoing off the nearby buildings now. So you're going to have to make a decision. Do you leave Gypsum to whatever's out there and ensure your own safety? Or do you risk being seen? Okay, yeah. My my uh, self-preservation is a D12, so I think I'm just going <laughs> to... Uh. Tosca? Tosca, come on, man! I'm sorry, you're too much of a wild card. I can't help it. We, we have severe shit going on right now. Just don't tell those people who we are. Whoever, if they find you. What the tell us, And we will find you again. You're not gonna die. Right? I don't think so. I don't fucking know! Oh, fuck all you! I'm not gonna forget this, Tosca! Tie your crate on, bitch, and I run away. Court, give me your scarf. Court starts passing you a number of scarves. I just, I just, I just need one. Oh, we don't have the time to help him. You have to give him the scarf and we have to go. I would like to try and tie Gypsum's crate back on. However, if it takes longer than, like, the two seconds it normally would take to tie a knot, then I'll leave him. You guys have gone back and forth on this so much. You either stay here with Gypsum and save him, or you don't. And that's it. You can drop the scarves on your way out, but that helicopter is, like, on top of you at this point. Or did saving Gypsum. Okay. Yeah. I need an answer from each one of you. Tosca's already departed. I don't think Bruce wants to leave court again. I'll save him. I would take Ace and follow Tosca. I might not be, like, directly behind him because I'm slightly hesitant, but I'm not staying. Court, you and Jenny approach Gypsum, who looks up at you gratefully. I'm real sorry about the whole wrench thing, young lady. I didn't mean it, I swear. I'm already starting to tie the thing as he's talking. We ain't got time for this shit. After a moment of deliberation, Jackie breaks and heads towards the line of buildings where Tosca had disappeared. Tosca and Jackie, as you guys round the corner and put some distance between you and the rest of your party you look back and you see a white emblazoned helicopter crest the buildings on the far side of the canal. There's the sudden appearance of a spotlight that springs to life and points down at the burning vehicle that was left there. It seems to linger for a moment on the corpse It then starts to survey the immediate area, moving out in a spiral pattern, trying to find any sign of movement or people. 
Right, is the crowd of people still standing around? Hold, hold on, we'll get there. Right now, Tosca and Jackie both have some decisions to make. <laughs> Are you sticking around to witness this? I'm going to try to find an alleyway where I can still see from. Yeah, I would be doing the same, looking for a hiding spot with visibility, at least to see the others. So just to give you an idea of how this layout is, there's a two-lane road, and then there's a low fence. There's about a foot and a half drop on the other side of that fence into a ledge that sits atop the embankment down to this drainage canal. You can't see Blanche at all from where you're at, and you can only see the top half of Court and Bruce at this time as Jenny is crouched down to tie the crate back onto Gypsum's slide. Are the buildings beside us, are they more than one story? Yeah, where you're at right now, off the main street, appears to be mostly apartment buildings. They have open courtyard parking lots. Some of them have garages. Most of them have an open staircase on the back of the building that goes up two or three flights. You think that you could probably easily get to the top of one of these and get a better view down into the canal? Doing so would also leave you much more visible. Tosca, let's let's try to get some coverage over here. We'll be able to see a little, I'm thinking. Okay. Do you need a hand? No, I think I can get up the stairway. You said the helicopter was emblazoned. What was the, the symbol it was emblazoned with? In lowercase letters on the side of it, you can see as you climb the staircase, four letters. All in lowercase, U-C-R-I. When we get to the top of the stairs, I'm going to point out to Jackie that that same emblem is right here on the back. And I found the hammer in that back. Oh, that doesn't bode well. That's really bad news. Herman was stating that the rift is some kind of machine. It's trying to take away our free will, what makes us us. And then there was this guy that he stated that he definitely has a lot to do with it. Uh, Dima Volkov, I think the name was. Did you say Dima? Yeah. God damn Back down at the canal, Jenny, you managed to tie the crate in place on Gypsum and you reach down to grab his wrist to help him to his feet. There is no chance at conversation at this point because the sound of the wash of the helicopter blades has become deafening. Gypsum grabs your wrist and pulls himself upright and looks at you kind of appreciatively before he turns around gripping your hand tight and starts waving upwards in the direction of the helicopter. What an asshole. When I see him start to do this, I would like to try the thumb release. It's like self-defense lesson zero. I want to try to do that to get my wrist out. What are you doing? He feels he start to struggle against him and he looks back and goes to tighten his grip. He wants to hold you in place. Ah, you're not going anywhere. Does the thumb release not work? Well, you're going to have to roll because this is a contest. Let's fight. Okay. You roll first because you're trying to free yourself from gypsum. I guess I could say either flirted with death or rolling on the wheel of life. I most want to say flirted with death, but I don't know necessarily that this helicopter intends to kill us. But it Mm -hmm. certainly seems perilous. I will use my relationship with either Court or Bruce, but just one. I guess self-preservation makes the most sense. Because I'm just trying to get out of his hand. 
that's fair. I would say enforcer again because this is uh, very much a physical yes. fight. He's attempting to restrain you. He wants you to stay where he is at. Ba, 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 ba. Okay. Six, eight, two, and a one. So that'll be 14 and a one. That beats his 10, and he also has a one. So you can choose to cancel that out. You can cancel out your hitch with the opportunity gain from his one. I w- yeah, I would like to cancel that out because I already got problems. But he isn't going to give up. You start to pull away, and he attempts to clamp down. Because this is a contest, it's not a one and done. If you beat him, he has now a chance to beat your 14, which he is going to try. No, unfortunately, he does not. Hey, bucko. What the fuck do you think you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) So glad Dad is here. You get to dictate exactly how this next little bit goes because he tried to beat your contest after failing once and failed again. So he grabs my wrist. I will spin my arm around to get it out. What the fuck are you doing? I will push him away, and I would like for him to fall down the canal, or at least fall on his ass. You wrench your arm free, and in the process, you level your shoulder into Gypsum's chest and knock him off balance. That movement, however, does draw the attention of the helicopter above, and that spotlight starts to sweep towards you. You all have three seconds to tell me what you're doing, starting with Jenny. Court, Bruce, run! Everybody run! Chickie's it. I take off. Court? How fast is the spotlight moving? Like, as I just look up, I roll fast. Fast. Court runs into the spotlight and takes off in a different direction. You run through the spotlight and take off in a different direction? Yes. Bruce? Bruce is gonna follow Jenny. He's a rule follower. Blanche? I run away from the light where... Jackie had gone, because she's the one that I know best, so whatever direction that was, I booked it. Best as my little legs will carry me. Jenny, Blanche, Bruce, you all dive through a small opening in the fence surrounding this canal, and head off towards the line of buildings where you last saw Tosca and Jackie. You make it almost all the way to the buildings, but before you reach them, a woman jumps out of the bushes nearby and starts motioning for you to follow her. And she whispers loudly at you. Get over here, now. But that will need to wait, as we need to catch up with Court. Court, you dive down into this embankment, and you land not far from where Gypsum has landed on his back. He has had the wind knocked out of him, though, and he doesn't even register that you're there. As you pop back up, the spotlight falls over you and pauses just long enough for you to realize it's happened before you crouch and book it. What does Cork do next? Cork is going to try to scale the embankment and make off in the opposite direction of her friends. Now that you're noticed and trying to escape at speed, climbing up the far embankment is going to be a test for you. This is a D6 test and you have to beat a 6. I'd like to use light on my feet, fast to act, as well as my value of loyalty for since I'm doing it for my friends. And then I would like to use athlete with sense. Very much so. Right. I got an eight, a four, and a five. So that is a 13. 
13 is a heroic success. Not only do you clear this, but you can describe to me exactly how it happens. The spotlight pauses briefly as it hits you, and before you start running, it seems to hesitate over staying locked onto Gypsum and following you before it starts to trace back towards you. You are outpacing it, though, and as you splash through the inch or so of water at the center of this canal, you feel the most nimble you have felt maybe in your entire life. Tell me exactly how this happens. Court starts dashing at top speed towards the embankment. As she's running, she grabs from her waist another of her colorful scarves, and she just starts sprinting up the steep gray wall. And as she starts losing momentum, she sees that there is a small pole that's kind of sticking out, uh, and she wraps the uh, scarf around at the last second and uses it to yank herself up. And with the momentum of that pole, she just starts taking off in a full sprint. Some very convenient rebar sticking out of the side of that canal, but you do manage to use it as leverage to maintain your speed coming out of this canal. That little bit of extra speed allows you to make it to the far buildings before the spotlight catches up to you. You disappear off into the alleyways there. Jenny, Bruce, and Blanche, you are accosted by this woman as you are trying to head into this alleyway where you last saw Jackie and Tosca. And she is motioning rather desperately for you to follow her into these bushes. What does this woman look like? In front of you stands a woman who is roughly 35 years old. She has a sloppy mess of blonde hair on top of her head. She wears a jumpsuit of some sort that is thrown off her upper half, revealing a white undershirt and tied around her waist. She appears to be at the end of a long period of physical exertion. She's panting a little bit as she is stage whispering for you to follow her. Bruce is going to head towards the bushes. He's just going on instinct. He's following. Yeah, I'm going towards the bushes. Okay, then I will also follow. She looks relieved as you start approaching. You're going to have to go a little bit deeper. The only thing you can do is stay out of sight. From up at your vantage point, Tosca and Jackie, you catch Court diving back into the canal and then like some kind of goddamn gazelle leaping out the other side of it and springing off into the buildings. You see Gypsum tackled essentially into the canal just before that by Jenny after he attempted to grab her and signal to this helicopter. And then you saw your friends running towards your position before being ushered off. All this transpires in the span of 40 to 60 seconds. It is absolute chaos in that brief period you are the only ones left to witness what happens next. That helicopter that had been hovering over the canal begins to descend. It lands, and two people exit a door on the side. They appear to be carrying some type of stick at their waistband, almost like a baton. They approach Gypsum, where he's fallen. When they arrive, one of them reaches down, helps him up, and they appear to be conversing for a few minutes. Gypsum stands and gestures towards the side of the canal that you had all departed to, and then points back at the other side of the canal where Court had run, and then he proceeds to put his hand on the shoulder of one of these people and walk back towards the helicopter with them both. 
He does not appear to be coerced. He does not appear to be under any sort of threat. He does not appear to be going against his will. Should have fucking killed him. (laughs) And once he reaches the helicopter, he boards, and the helicopter ascends back into the air, where it takes up a position, sweeping its light back and forth up and down the alleys. It passes straight through the alley that a few minutes ago housed Jenny and Bruce and Blanche. The alley that you had taken to get to this building with the recessed doorway, where it sweeps over the parking lot, up the staircase, but thankfully, due to the overhang, does not see either one of you. It spends the next few minutes methodically running the spotlight over the area. Jenny, you and Bruce and Blanche are now in a deep thicket of bushes on the outside of some apartment building right off the street adjoining the canal. This woman is crouched in front of you and motioning for you all to get low. As the light sweeps past and down the next alley and out and away, this woman creeps a little bit closer to you and says, They will fucking disappear you if they find you. I have seen this happen enough. You have to stay out of sight. And it's not just that shit overhead. Once everyone here starts waking back up, there are vans everywhere. She motions back towards that street that you just ran from. And indeed, there appear to be seven or eight of the same extremely boxy, utilitarian-style vans. What do you mean, disappear us? Yeah, like point a finger gun and make it go pop, because that's already happened to me a couple of times. They will put you in a fucking vehicle, and you will never be seen again. Who are they? The University of Chicago Research Institute. University? But we're in Orlando. It's, it's... Did they just have a convention? Demis Volkov, right? Yes, yes. Have you, have you dealt with them? Unfortunately, yes. We should find our friends before any of this. Two of them ran off some way, and then another one ran off another way. Can you help us get to them? I can do my best. How many of you are there? <clears throat> How um, many of us are there? Three six, of us. Seven, seven, six. Six. Yeah. There's six. Math, science. There's six of us. She, she watches you count this out on your hands, and she looks a little bit concerned. <laughs> okay. W- wait. Six of you all at once. Yeah. That's the most that's ever come through at once. What do you mean? mean come? Oh, what do you mean come shit. through? Before we get into all that, we need to find everybody. Do you have any idea where they went? There's two that went that way, and, I, and then one girl ran the other way as like a distraction. Across the canal. Fuck. They're going to be on those bridges. We only maybe have 10, 15 minutes before everyone starts coming to. What do you mean coming to? I will explain, but we have to find the friends that are close by first. Victoria ducks low and moves out into the alleyway that you'd indicated that your friends had gone down earlier. At the back of each building that she approaches, she stops momentarily, trying to catch any sign of movement. From where you're sitting, Tosca... Jackie, you don't see anything at first, but you can hear the movement. You're able to catch the sound of footsteps clapping in this alleyway and echoing up and down. As you're sitting there trying to pick out exactly where they're at. Can we tell that there are peoples that are moving? 
you can guess because you can make out their silhouettes. There's four people. You know that you're missing four. And one of them is very short. Hey. And Bruce is wearing dress shoes. <laughs> one of the sounds of footsteps sounds distinctly <laughs> like wingtips. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw my hand up. Hey, you guys. Oh, that's our friends there. Okay, well, get them down here now. Ace, Ace, come here, boy. You guys, come here. Should we do this, Tosca? You need a hand? Can you make it? No, I think we're good. Let's, let's just get away from fucking here. Yeah, you make your way down the stairs into the back of that parking lot where you meet up with what you thought was the remainder of your party, but is your party minus court. And with the addition of some strange, disheveled-looking blonde woman who is crouched like she is running through bushes still. Your friend is going to have to be on their own for a minute. We have about, I don't know, at most five-ish minutes until everyone around us starts coming to again. Most people won't give a fuck who any of you are, but anyone wearing those black jumpsuits, anyone in those white vans or any other UCRI marked vehicle, you need to avoid like the motherfucking plague. Do you understand me? Yeah. Yes, 100%. I'm Victoria. I've never done this before, but you're going to have to trust me. Now, move. Now. Guys, we should trust her. If you trust me. <laughs> I guess there's not really a choice here. Victoria darts off, moving from shadow to shadow as if the city itself is watching her. She takes you along a path that goes through backyards and over broken fences. Ultimately, though, she ends up at a building just a few blocks from the canal and not terribly far from where she had gathered you initially. The whole trip only takes you about four minutes. Upon arrival, the building Victoria approaches is obviously abandoned. The windows are boarded up, the grass is thick and unkempt. She leads you right up to the side, but instead of going towards a visible entrance, she cuts over further to the side of the building to what appears to be a cellar door. That's unusual architecture for Florida based on the worlds that many of you have come from. But alas, this building seems to have a basement. Victoria reaches down, grabs the handle, and throws the door open. It's down here. <sighs> At least until the heat wears off. What about our friend, though? We're going to have to find your friend when there is not a massive presence of those fuckers in the city. Shall we tell them to stay where they are? Do you have a way to talk to them? I can try to message. If you can't, tell them to stay away from UCRI at all costs. Listen, we have to get down there now. It's going to start. Wait, no, don't contact them through the rift. Remember, let, let, let's just get down into this cellar and find a way to contact them later. And I head down into the basement. Shortly after you, Victoria does not wait for the rest of you to come down and she heads down to the basement too. You all make your way into the basement. On the other side of the city court, you are running at a dead sprint through alleyways. When you clip the back of a white van, you bounce off the back of this van and you nearly lose your balance, but years of training in the circus allows you to maintain your footing. 
As you spin around, though, and catch what's written on the side of this van, there are four lowercase letters that say U-C-R-I. The van itself doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You've seen a lot of cars in your time, and you've even seen a lot of cargo and utility vans, but usually they at least pay some type of lip service towards aerodynamics. This has no such pretense. It is an incredibly unimaginative design. And sitting behind the wheel, you see as you begin to bound away from it, there are two men in black jumpsuits, and they are staring vacantly out the front window, having not even registered you careening off the side of their van. You make it to the other side of the street, passing by more groups of people seemingly frozen in reverie, To your right is a park, straight ahead is an alley running just outside that park, or you can continue down this major roadway. All of them are just like vacantly frozen, right? Yeah, they're not frozen so much as they appear to be aimless, almost like they're not present, like they are in their own worlds. Okay, so Court's actually going to approach a group of guys who are standing there together. I don't know if you can hear me now. It's kind of weird, but um, I like your jacket. Do you want to trade? Okay, I'm going to assume that is a yes. And Court would like to swap out her bright yellow jacket for just like a normal brown jacket. Through years of circus training and more than one instance of a quick change in your past, you do manage to slip off your jacket and slip it onto this person. Once Court has managed to swap out the jacket and make sure that they have their wallet and Court has hers, she's going to try moving towards the park. You make your way into this park, and it's a relatively large park, but it is a park that seems a little misplaced. But once there, you do manage to make your way down some pathways. There are far fewer people in this park than out on the street. What's your plan from here? You've been running for a solid five to ten minutes now, Court. You're fairly far from the canal, and though you can still hear the helicopter, that spotlight hasn't come near your direction in a a while. I'm getting a little bit dizzy. I should find a place to lay down. Court's going to look around for, like, a big tree that preferably has some, like, bushes around it that's not on the main path. So a decent amount of cover and see if she can just kind of lean up against it, help hidden by the foliage. Here's the thing. I will give you a tree exactly as described if you can spend a plot point on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will spend a plot point. Court, you make your way a little bit deeper into this park and you have to get off the path a little bit before you find an ideal tree. His branches are low to the ground, and its canopy is thick. Are you sitting down to rest? Are you laying down? What's your plan? So Court starts by sitting down. Once she does, the fatigue starts creeping back up on her as she realizes she hasn't slept for a little while. The world starts to spin a little bit, and she goes from sitting down to laying down, trying to kind of hold in Natasha. And before she knows it, she's out. Okay. Uh, Court, you fall asleep underneath a strange tree in a strange city that is nothing like the Orlando that you knew. On the other side of the canal, about two and a half, three miles away, 
the rest of you are in a basement with a strange woman and no lights. Now secure in the basement, Victoria sets the task of trying to find appropriate seating for all of you. There are a couple folding chairs that have obviously been arranged prior to your arrival, but she is holding a match aloft over her head and digging through the junk in the basement, trying to find additional seating. Occupied by her search, she fails to notice that the match has now burned down to her fingertips. Shit. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't think there would be so many of you. There's never been this many of you. Not all at once. Yeah, you said that earlier. What does that mean? Has this happened before? Yeah, what, what is even this? And how come what you're happened? not like everybody else? There's a long story to all of that, trust me. But I'll do my best to answer your questions as you ask them. Okay. Victoria. Victoria Sutherland. You can call me Vicky, most people do. As if I talk to people anymore these days. Other people do come through. You're the 24th, maybe 25th event this year. It's been increasing ever since the first event, which was, I don't know. Uh, three years ago now, and it just, it keeps happening more and more, and it's fucking UCR high, and I know who caused it, and I know who's doing it. I just don't know- Dimas? Yeah, yeah, Dima. How do you know Dima? I ran into him, literally, but it wasn't like a bad run-in. He had a lot of papers, and then he was real interested in talking with me, but once I showed him a letter- I had from his colleague. He got really angry. Who's the colleague? Alana. Alana Reitzkopf? That sounds right. I got a letter delivered to me by someone named Alana, and then I happened to run into these two people. Alana writing letters. How is that possible? I really wish that I still had it, but it was a story, like a kid's story, about a guy who lost all his memories. Was his name Lai? Yes, Lai Bojing. Fuck me. Forgot his language, his name. Yeah, no, that sounds like... That sounds like Dima. But she wrote the letter like she knew me, but then when I met her, she didn't know me at all, and, and I don't know her. What else do you remember about this meeting? Demas transported me away. He got really mad when I said it was destiny that I met up with them. That's what really seemed to throw him off. Alana had a book called Cultural Aphasia, Losing Your Place in the World. If you saw Alana with that book and Dima together, and Alana was up and moving around, like she looked okay... Yeah, except when I ran into them, but yeah. I... I don't... that doesn't make any sense. Why? Did something happen to her? I believe she's dead. What? What? This was, what, three hours ago? She's been dead since before all this started, to the best of my knowledge. But you said that was three years ago? Yeah. You said you just saw her three hours ago? Like, right before you found us? Yeah, but I was, like, blipped in and out. Oh, right, right. You said you met Jason. V Vicky, do you know, do they have UCR conventions still? A convention? 
Do you know the name of the convention? UCR? <laughs> no, I've never heard of any. That's all I remember. Look, I've done a lot of research on these folks ever since. Well, ever since they did a lot of research on me. The conventions they've been at, they were at the uh, Memory and Memory Sciences Convention in Atlanta, the National Institute of Health Summit in Washington, D.C. This was here. It was in the Grand Destino. Was it the Psy Spear Convention? Oh, yeah, Spear Psy, yeah. That's it, Spear Psy. The goofy one that Diva. Mm, fuck. Oh, I wish Goofy was there. That's part of what I wanted to do here in Orlando. That only ran one year. What year? 2008. What? Wait. That was... Oh my gosh. That was two years before I spent any time at UCRI. So you're saying that I went back in time to talk to Alana, but Alana sent me a letter when I think I was in my normal time and place. I don't think that we're going to be able to get to the bottom of whatever that is right now. I can tell you this, ever since these things started happening, things have gotten more and more screwy. I don't know how to really explain what is going on. Is Alana someone you would trust? I've never met her personally. I just knew of her when she was at the facility. These things follow a pattern. It's not always here in Orlando, it's not any particular place, but everyone goes blank. I have no idea how they know, but I know where to find these things. Because about a week before it happens, these bands start showing up everywhere. The UCRI stooges make their way out from their little research campus in Chicago to wherever it is this is going to happen. And they just set up shop. Everybody at this point, I think, is getting used to what's going on. Because you'll see here, probably right now as we're speaking, people are coming to outside and some of them are breaking down. Some of them are losing their absolute goddamn minds. And some of them will never recover, but most people just reintegrate, deal with whatever it is that happened to them, and go about their merry lives just a little bit more fucked up than they were before it started. Is that true for you too? It sounds like you've been through it a lot. No, it's never happened to me, and I think it has something to do with what they did to me. What did they do to you? Before any of this happened, years before any of this happened, I was part of a study. A study at the University of Chicago. A study put on by then-research assistant Dima Volkov when he was working for a man named Nathan Orville. And the whole study just kept getting more and more fucked up. Everything that they did, I'm pretty sure, directly led to whatever the fuck is going on now. They had me and a bunch of other people in this room, and they made us guess the sequence of these cards. And they said that they were trying to find something, trying to find some pattern. And I was good at this. They would show me these 12 cards, most of the time completely out of order, and each one of these cards had silly bullshit on it. Things like a man finding a dollar on a street and taking it to a convenience store, buying himself a treat, and then going out on the street to enjoy it. And we would be shown these things in an order that made no sense to any of us. It 
seemed completely random. And after about six months of doing this, Zima comes in with this device. I, I don't know how to describe it. It looked like somebody had put a gun handle on a megaphone. The hammer. Excuse me? Yeah, so I've been looking. The hammer. Um, I found it in my apartment. And I've recognized the name Dima when Jackie mentioned it to me because I have a scrap of paper here that I'd really like to read for y'all right It says, reading deeper into Sunji's work, Dima is now focusing more narrowly on the terminal tumor in La Bojing's pineal gland. The structure was advanced enough that it had put pressure on his thalamus, hippocampus, and colossum, much like Subject 46's injury. Though Dima doesn't know the specific mechanism at play and the predictive ability this injury afforded, he does now have a direction to investigate. First attempts to collect subjects for his tests from populations of penioblastoma patients do not turn out well. He finds the majority of people with the condition are young children, and those that develop it as adults often pass rapidly. Instead, with the help of Alan Coe and Darjan Submaranian, Dima is developing a machine to cause temporary inflammation in the midbrain through intracranial low-frequency harmonic percussion. Alan affectionately calls this the hammer. Essentially, a blast of low-frequency sound is pushed into the base of the skull, rattling a specific portion of the brain in the same region as the damaged portion in La Bojing, which would be the pineal gland. This perturbation is theorized to cause swelling and contusions in the thalamus and surrounding structures. Initial tests are to be conducted on subjects taken from a vulnerable population, drug addicts, and the mentally ill. There's some more shit on here. I think that's less important right now. Yeah, that's what the hammer is. I have the hammer. So you had all of that, and you knew exactly what it did, and you still hit yourself with it? No, I just recognized the name from when I was going through the satchel originally. I didn't read the paper earlier. The story that Alana sent me was about Sunji and Lai Bojang. So they're, they're real people? It appears so. You're all going back and forth about this, and as you read more and more of that passage, you saw Victoria go slacker and more distant with every word. She's sitting there, staring off, her eyes glazed, and she looks almost like she's about to cry. Did I strike a chord? Vicky? No. I'm... I'm subject... 46. Oh. Okay, well then maybe this other shit is important, because it says results mirror those of Subject 46, and Dima is able to glean from interviews that each participant explains their success similarly. They had an intense sensation of deja vu, and then an accompanying wave of nausea after making the selection. Subjects still only performing at 60% to 70% on three and six positions, and 97% at nine position. So what exactly does that mean, Victoria? There were 12 cards in that sequence, and that little story that they made us guess at. And the better we did, the happier they were. And I had a lot more success than everyone else. Dima wanted to know why. 
So he subjected me to a number of invasive tests, including PET scans and CAT scans and biopsies of my brain. And I, well, I wasn't perfectly honest with him. I did not disclose that three days prior to this test starting, I had gotten into it with my then-boyfriend. And while we were painting our apartment, he hit me across the back of the head with a full paint can. And it messed me up pretty good, but I was broke, and I thought I couldn't get help, because if I did, they would ask questions, and that would put him in jail. And even though he made a mistake, he didn't deserve to go to jail. He hit you with a paint can. It's pretty fucked up. Would I do things differently now? Probably, but at the time, that's what I was thinking. So I went to this test, as planned, and I guess wherever he hurt inside of me was the right kind of hurt. It helped Dima figure out the rest of this. Figure out what? It's what I'm trying to figure out. Every time I've tried to get to someone before they got to someone, I'd fail. You're the first people that haven't ended up with Dima. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I know that I have no one left here, and I have no place to go or any means to carve out a life of any kind of importance other than trying to stop whatever the hell is going on here. So I need you to answer questions for me as much as I can answer questions for you. I'm with you. I I saw in Dima true anger, true evil. I can tell. He needs to be stopped. He's not a good person. And whatever is happening to these people is probably not good either. I hope they don't catch court. Bruce, did you have a prior head injury? Not that I know of, but I do get deja vu. I've seen a lot of things I've heard written in the rift. Hitting the pineal gland makes a lot of sense, given what I experienced when I was hit with the hammer, but why did Court not experience the same thing? And why did Herman die? Well, Well, Herman died. He was in a burning vehicle, right? Never mind, scratch that. Herman died from his brain injuries, not the burning of the car. Yeah, Ace and I saved him. And then he died shortly after. He didn't have much time, and we weren't able to give him medical help he needed. Did I give him that brain injury? Probably. Well, he said he didn't have it before he encountered the guy that shot him in the back of the head with the thing. Shoot them in the back of the head with what? The hammer. You still have it, don't you? you Can you show her? I can. It's right here. We've we've shot several people with this in the past three hours. Wait, do do you want to see this? I guess. It was never used on me. But the research they did on you led to its... Development? I don't know. Here's what I do know. UCRI is a group of people that span a whole bunch of different disciplines. There's the guy who made the hammer. Well, it's two of them. There's the engineer, the guy who is building shit for Dima all the time. Alan. Alan Coe. Yeah, that's the one. And then there was Darjan, who was the neuroscientist, the brain guy. 
the one who was running all those tests on me. Whatever they built was hurting people in the same way that I was hurt. And then it just all stopped one day. Now, that wasn't the last thing that Dima did to me. Not by a long fucking shot. But that's what that is. That's doing something to people that is changing the insides of their heads. The way they see patterns. Maybe. Where did you come from tonight, Victoria? I've been in Orlando for the past three days, waiting for something to happen. So you had an idea. Oh, no. I've been trailing these vans. Did you see the assortment of bullshit on them? The sensors, the dishes, all that stuff that's hanging off of it? I didn't. I didn't really have time to yeah. no- notice I that. focused on running, I guess. Each one of those vans is part of some kind of... Some kind of thing that, like, zeroes in on where this is going to happen. And then they all congregate in that area. I've learned that you can follow those vans. And that's where the things are going to happen. They don't know when the thing's going to happen or where. They just know that it is. And this van sets up a network to help them track it? I think so. I think it's almost like they have a rough idea, but they can't pinpoint it. And so these vans help pinpoint it. So that means they can pinpoint us. Well, not necessarily. Your guess is as good as mine at this point. Like I said, nobody else has gotten away. Vicky, do you know what the rift is? The what? The rift. Do you know how it's connected to these guys? I don't. I'm not familiar with the rift. Hmm. I mean, maybe it'll make sense once we explain it to you. So the Rift is a message board where we all met each other. And the only posts are a bunch of nonsensical numbers and letters. Like an internet numbers station, sort of. Yeah. And we were trying to figure out what these letters and numbers meant when Polakis said they had figured something out from these and built it. But to reiterate, I am not that person. The hammer, yes, is not you, um, but maybe was in your wall? It was, it's yes, a long most story. definitely. Since we've been here, though, the messages have been robotic and scientific in nature, which is why I'm wondering if it's connected. Tosca, pull up one of those pictures. Yeah, Entities A, or is that the one we're talking about? AR0067. Yeah, yeah. Show show Vicky. Successful interlace events recorded. Entities AR0007 and AR1033 back online. Entities AR0067, AR6271, and AR7211 set to redundancy. Confirm receipt and purge logs. Data segregation is a priority one initiative. Redouble efforts with successful subjects and continue observations. Singleton subjects remain top priority. Identify, influence, investigate. Does that sound at all like it's connected to UCRI? I don't know what to make of this. It's because if they're connected to the hammer. And the hammer was connected to this. They said they built the hammer out of information here? 
yeah. on the website, yes. Really? I I don't know. I did not expect to have more questions after meeting you than before. No, I I don't know the rift. I definitely don't know what this set to redundancy and primary means. But hopefully, if you all stick with me, we can get to the bottom of this. All of this. Set on the other side of this city, where Court sleeps beneath a tree, fitfully, she is woken as life in the city starts to rev back up around her. You've gotten no more than maybe a ten-minute cat nap, but Court, you're used to taking the minimal amount of sleep as you've abused it for years and years at this point. It doesn't take you long to regain your wits, and from your vantage point in this park, not too far from the main street, you can see people starting to come too. As your eyes regain focus, you see the same group of men that you'd approached in order to borrow a jacket. And they begin to mill about, but one of them doesn't move with the rest. He drops to his knees and starts sobbing quietly right there in the middle of the street. His friends ignore him, moving around him as if he simply were not there. They look momentarily at him, but they don't seem to pay him any kind of special heed. It's not common to see people breaking down like this on the sidewalk, but it's not the only person you see do this either. They similarly are left where they're at. You take all this in. It's disconcerting to say the least, but not quite as much as what happens next. A jarring loud alarm is raised. One of the vans that had been positioned along the street suddenly starts and begins to move. Further down the street, you can see that there's a woman who has entered the street with arms raised over her head, walking deliberately towards that van. Both she and the van stop in the middle of the street, facing one another. I am AR1033, reporting myself as redundant. One of the men in jumpsuit steps forward, his knuckles white gripping the baton in his hand, and he presses it firmly into the woman's chest. She collapses stiff and ceases to move. She's gathered up, obviously dead, and pulled into the back of the van before it drives off. This has been What's in the Rift. If you enjoyed our show, please remember to rate and review on your favorite podcast platforms. 
If you really enjoyed our show, you can support us directly via Patreon or join our Discord. Both links can be found at whatsintherift.com. What's in the Rift is brought to you by Gas Station Drugs.